that I slip nor stumble that I trip cause I know I fail all I know is I wake up in my clothes tomorrow oh girl wish I knew Ah, welcome in. Welcome into the afternoon drive here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We're just over having a little, we're having an M&M party over here at the station, doing a little chocolate. Do you like decadent chocolate? We talked about candy bars last week, so we figured we have a little, we got the big bag of M&Ms in there, not the little bag. So uh, get a little bit of a late buzz, let me start today here uh, on uh, the afternoon drive for you. But uh, the weather is perfect outside. We, in Kentuckiana, if you live in Kentuckiana, you already know this, but it's been dismal and uh Rainy and dreary, not much going on because it was like two weeks straight. Be fresh. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. How you doing, man? Oh man, I can't complain at all. It's like 80 degrees outside on my roll over here. I, had the, I you know how I roll in the sweet whip. No, I know. I I've seen. The, I've seen it outside yeah. sitting on blades. I, <laughs> yeah, you know how I do it. I, I pop the uh, I pop the sunroof open, roll the window down, and I let them all take a good look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, let, let them see you. That's you right. And don't deny people what they want to see is all I'm saying. So we got a lot to talk about today, buddy. We got Wimbledon. Wimbledon. I used to call it Wimbledon as I was a younger lad, but it's actually Wimbledon. Right. Well, that's that, That's the American pronunciation, Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah, well, Americans do a lot of things differently, though. We had Wimbledon this week. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We've got some local music coming into town this weekend. It's going to be a big weekend locally. We're gonna we're gonna get DJ on the mic once we get everything straightened out. We're gonna talk a little forecastle for you. We have um, there was a big fight this weekend on uh, mixed martial arts in the ring in the octagon. There was actually a couple fights, but the the big one of note was the Silva fight. We'll talk a little bit about that here in just a bit. Um, I've got a heartwarming story I wanted to tell you about. We also have a, a moment with God. We had a we had a, a plain discrepancy last evening. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, and then uh, did you see this? This this uh, piggyback wheelchair story on ESPN. Uh, no, you, I actually you, I didn't catch that. Well, remind me. We'll talk about that a little right. bit later. Um, and then we're going to do um, today's top. We'll just call it the top. Today's top uh, is going to be Major League Baseball uniforms, past, past, present, and future. You can have all those things. Your top three uh, baseball. We'll do that in the last segment as we always do. So keep that in mind. Roll that around. Uh, not as easy as the, the candy bar, but think about that during this. Um, we had a hot dogs being eaten this weekend, or actually on the Fourth of July. We had card we had cardboard shell in on uh, last week. She came, she was nice enough to call in and talk. She finished third. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit. We may have we may talk to to Megatoad today. I'm not sure. He said he was at work. He might not be able to do it. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, there's there was a golf tournament this weekend. There is some local guys playing basketball. They started summer leagues. There's some moving and shaking. Uh, the big dog in the in terms of the free agent maneuverings has found a home. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but first of all, we want to go right back to the top of things here and let you know that uh, it's time to do a lot of traveling. It's time. You got vacation plans coming up? Yeah, actually, I, I took a vacation, but I think I'm going to try to uh, get another one in before the summer's over. Might as well. I, here's what I say. If you can get two, get two, no matter what you're talking about. Yeah, over here on some Jim Rome, take so much vacation because I get so much vacation. <laughs> Jim Rome's on vacation again? I didn't know. <laughs> He's on vacation, man. I tell you, it's an honor to follow Jim Rome, but uh, uh, well, I'm not actually follow following. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. So, again, uh, uh, special thanks to uh, Be Smooth in the booth, which we, uh, if you know anything about this little little thing, we, we, it's B and whatever. Uh, if you want to contribute to this at any point, you can call in the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line. 
It's uh, 384-1450, uh, 502 if you're not in the area, 502-384-1450. And we can talk about all things from M&Ms to Silva getting smoked to this and that. So we uh, had a little bump in the road there. I walked past the, the main board today and kicked all the power, knocked all the power out of the board. My dumb dumb self, be nasty, <laughs> knocked out the power. So we had to, we were a little late getting to you today, so we had to play some music the old school way. But uh, we're on board and ready to roll. So if you're getting ready to, to roll on your vacation, you got to stop, stop by this Oxmoor Ford uh, Service Center. You know where this is at, Brandon? It's right there by Oxmoor Mall. Yeah, it's right across the street from the Oxmoor Mall. And actually, if you want to go to the Oxmoor Mall when you're getting your, your stuff done on your car, they'll shuttle you over there. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, That's absolutely. I'm style. telling you, I need some new. Uh, I need some new blades, like you said. I need some new blades, some new foots, and I also need some new shirts because we're into that late midsummer trend. So I gotta, I gotta cool it down in a couple different ways, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's start. We're starting to go from uh, downs <laughs> after dark into the uh, barbecues. Oh, it's night. it's nice. It's 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 uh, d- d- downs after dark to the barbecue flavor, if you would. So, right. but if you need to get that taken care of, that's the Oxmoor Ford Service Center. It's right across from the Oxmoor Mall. Just drive in there. They'll take care of all your service needs. Um, if you can't listen to us live in your car, you can always listen to us on 1450thesportsbuzz.com. You can go there, check out all the apps. You can get a smartphone, whether it's whether you have an Android, I'm not. What are you? What are you rolling, Brandon? You rolling with iPhone or I, Android? I've got the iPhone four. iPhone got, oh four. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> wow. No, the four S. I got Martha. Oh wow! But you're not quite to the five yet. No, uh, that's no. big. That's the big leagues. I know. I'm not. I'm not well, I am. I'm in. I'm into the Pantech Droid, the Android market. That's where I get. But either one of these, and either of these devices, you go there, 1450sportsbuzz.com, and you can log on and listen to this in crystal clear digital quality. If you don't catch it live. What can they do if they don't catch it live? They can they can check the podcasts out on livesportscaster.com and find out what they missed because there's a lot of things to miss in this show. If you're not if you're not listening in, first of all, shame on you. That's all I'm saying. Shame on you. So um, we had a, a slow start to the day today. So we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to get everything wrapped up and we're going to come back and talk about all those delicious things we were just talking about. Remember, top three uniforms today, kids. So right here on the afternoon drive, I'm your host, Big Nasty on 1450thesportsbuzz.com. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the time. I can always depend on my mama. And when it seems that I'm hopeless, you say the words that can get me back in focus. When I was sick as a little kid. Ah, welcome back. Welcome back here on a Monday afternoon to the afternoon drive. We're just rolling on through it. If you're out in your car, you're looking around right now, you got your windows rolled down, I hope, because it's beautiful outside. So uh, we had, we, they finished up Wimbledon. Wimbledon, as they as you're supposed to say it, but it's pronounced Wimbledon if you're in the United States. But uh, they finished it up on Sunday morning, at eight o'clock in the morning. You, I don't suspect B Fresh was out of. Did you have to kick a couple? You had to kick a few ladies out of the bed to get to that, wouldn't you, Bud Bunny? Yeah, and that's. I mean, that was eight on a Saturday. I only wake up Sunday. Sun- Sunday, oh, man. Yeah. No, I don't do eight on Sundays, man. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I should be in. Uh, I should be getting up to go to church on Sundays, but I haven't done that in. In a while, so anyway, so, uh, but anyway, Andy Murray, he actually did something that hasn't been done in seventy-seven years. So he's the first British man, British Englishman, to win in seventy-seven years, and he's born right at the road from there. I'm not sure what the I forget what the name of the town is, but it's not far from there. So he was the hometown favorite. 
He actually had five match points, game set match points, five times that he couldn't get it done. It was one after another, and he finally got it done. And he dropped to his knees, went up and hugged. Have you? Did you see his? Did you see any footage of that girl of his? I, I did not. Is he? Is he dating well, another tennis player? Who is she? <laughs> uh, she? No, she's just she's just a very happy young lady. She's, just just, a, happy she's young a very lady. happy, uh, especially now because I think the first prize I, I think they said was about two point five. Oh, she's real happy. I think about two point five in coin. Uh, they said that what's the chances that he's going to be buying any beers anytime soon at the pubs and stuff out in the in England? But uh, yeah, he's good for him. He's been sort of the whipping post of the big dogs, the big three. You know, Nadal, Feller, Federer, and Djokovic. Djokovic Djokovic been killing people for a while, but I think this is pretty safe to say now that he was ranked fourth, but now I think it's pretty safe to say that Djokovic and Murray have stepped into the one-two positions. It may be actual after this. I don't know. Uh, but it is on ESPN. I is saw it, is Andy, it already, Murray, Andy Murray is number two. Okay. He beat number one. Right, and, and Nadal has serious problems with injuries. He's been in and out of injury trouble for, I don't know, as long, for the last couple of years. He's a clay court player. You know. He is a clay court player. He's the clay court master. He's right. the best on clay. So, and then of course we saw Federer get knocked out. Um, and uh, so Wimbledon winded down. It was it was interesting for the home. It's kind of one for the home team. You don't see that very often. I actually watched him play uh, his semifinal match against that. Uh, I forget, I don't know how to pronounce the dude's name. Jagowicz. I don't know, it was a Polish guy. Something, something Big talk. Eastern European. <laughs> something, yeah, we'll just throw it all in the same category. So, uh, uh, but anyway, I, I, <laughs> he, uh, that was a really good tennis match because this dude is like the guy, the guy that he played was like almost seven foot tall and nimble. He had plenty of movement and it was fluid on the court, good footwork for a seven footer. And he had him on the ropes. He actually, I thought he was going to beat him, but he, you know, somehow, uh, Andy, Andy Murray just pulled it out. So, uh, congratulations to him, the statesman, as they say. Uh, and we'll see how he, he goes on from from. He's not a very big man either. Andy Murray's not the you know these tennis guys. It's it's amazing how much power they get, and they're not none of them are real big men. I mean, their legs are st- you know chiseled. You know, you look at their their calves and their their legs and stuff, and they're, they're chiseled. They're, they're they're incredible athletes. But even even the big guys, like you were saying, like that seven footer, like John Isner, yeah, six foot nine yeah, guy, they're yeah. not even over overly muscular. No, no, they're 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 slim in stature for sure. And uh, so it, it's 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 interesting. We'll see how well Federer Federer is. I'm not sure exactly how old Federer is. I think he's if I want to say 36 years old. Am I wrong about that? I think he's 36 years old. I'm not sure. See if you can find that for me. Um, but, you know, Nadal's still young. He's going to bounce back. So there, there's, there's going to be some interesting battles. But there was a, one of the things people noticed in this particular Wimbledon is there was a lot of different new names into the picture, new names that were making making noise, putting their face on it, making, making a case for themselves to possibly, uh, you know, be the next big thing, the next, uh, you know, competition. So... Um, in another competition, I want to segue into um, Saturday night. Do you ever do you watch the mixed martial arts at all? Oh, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I did catch this one. Okay, at, well, at this Buffalo Wild Wing. Uh, oh, you got B <laughs> Dubs. Yeah, Buffalo. B, B I love. It. Are you a? Uh, you strike me as a. Do you get wings when you go? Of course. I mean, so, 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 okay. Well, there's a lot of other options at B Dubs. <laughs> I don't want to do a commercial for them, but uh, you strike me as a garlic parmesan guy. Now, I do like that, but now I'm more of an Asian zing. Oh, uh, Asian zing! You got it. Looks like you got a little Asian zing in you. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Uh, so anyway, um, upon watching, I, I actually did watch the a buddy of mine gets the satellite hookup, and we watch just about every big MMA event. This is definitely one of the bigger ones. Uh, Chris Wedman is the guy's name. Wedman, Wedman. I'm not what, sure how Weedman? you. Weedman. 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 Um, that guy. 
he uh, Silva was supposedly ducking him. I don't know if you heard any of this or not, but there was supposed to be there was supposed to be a plate plated fight with these two guys six months ago, a year ago. I forget exactly how long ago it was. And Silva, for whatever reason, wasn't wasn't making a, an easy you know he wasn't having an easy go at it. He was trying to avoid him. It seemed like he was ducking him. And I think we may have found out why last night. Well, the fight starts out early, and and immediately almost into the fight, uh, Weidman. I'm calling him Weidman. That's where we're going to go with. Takes Silva right to the right down to the ground. Gets him in gets him in guard, and he got a couple shots in in the beginning. Uh, he he got a couple elbows and a couple good shots. Silva was down there. So he he put a foot. I forget what they called the maneuver. Uh, it, it's a, a, a toe pick. Toe pick. He, he almost got him in a uh, toe hold. Toe hold. Uh, and then Silva did reverse it. Okay. And, and then Silva reversed it, and then then scrambled out of it, which uh, he was almost done. And you could hear Rogan on the on the call. Saying, you know, he's done. He's in real trouble. He's in real trouble already. And, uh, sir, he squeezed out of it. And then immediately, as soon as he gets free of this, he stands to his feet. And here comes the taunting. Here comes the showbutting. And as a spectator, I'm sitting there like, clock this guy. He, he wants to get caught. I don't care how good you are or how much. Like, that doesn't just disrespect your opponent, in my opinion. But that disrespects the sport. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, no, I feel you. And, and so he's so here's Silva dancing around the ring, pretending like he's not even you know getting close with any of his punches. Uh, they went the first round, closed out the first round. Um, Silva probably lost the first round. I felt I, like he got he got a few good shots in there at the end. I feel like he, you know he, he, he might have been able to finish the guy off if he if he was trying. It didn't seem like he was trying because with the taunting. It, exactly, he was spending more time dancing around and moving around, acting like he he could care less, like it was a bore, like this fight was a bore to him and. You know, I I have to commend uh, Chris Weidman for keeping his composure during all that. You know, and not a lot of times a, a guy it'll work, and a guy will lose his cool, and he'll be like fly off the handle, not think. You know, this is a very it's 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 a very executed. It, there's execution involved in this sport. You know, it's well, not just go in there and, and free freewheel it and, and hope for the best. I mean, that's sort of what Muhammad Ali used to do with his footwork and all that, but he just never let people blatantly punch him in the face like that. Yeah, that's what. He, yeah, and he so they come out of the second round. And he continues with the taunting. They're on their feet. Uh, he continues with the taunting. And then in the, the last series, here's Silva. He actually almost gets hit by a punch, and he pretends like he got clocked by it, and it was taking him down. That was this the start of the, the knockout sequence. He actually pretended he, he, he fell back and acted like he acted like he had gotten hit, which I was like, oh, my God, this guy, knock him out. And sure enough, he, he just missed with one or two, and then he clocked him a, a good little bit, and then he got him with the left hook, big left hook, caught him on the chin as he was kind of retreating or going back, caught him on the chin, knocked him flat out, and I could have been happier. Um, which begs the question, though, the way it all went down, um, there's there's been a whisper. There's been a possibility of – fraudulent activity do you think there may have been some sandbagging in vegas for this because it was like 12 13 14 to 1 something like that i i don't know i feel like anderson silva is such a such a jujitsu you know he's a martial he's an artist and he's spoken about that i don't think he would tarnish the sport it's the same guy talks about chael sonnen is an embarrassment to the sport because he runs his mouth so i don't know if there was good good point good point so but which which is there more shame in doing something like this or is there more shame than sitting out there and, and taunting your opponent I, mean, I, I don't think he thought he was going to lose. I think no, he, that, he, he I think that no. right now he's he's more confused than anybody else as to what happened. How long do you think Weidman holds the belt? Till Silva wants to come back for it. I think now he's saying he doesn't want to fight for the belt again, but I think he will, or someone will make him. That's the first time contract. he's been clocked. That's the first time. He, I mean, he's been hit pretty good before and come back for me. He's got a pretty good chin, which a lot of people underestimate his chin. 
We all know about his. We all know about his his grappling skills. We all know about his defense, his guard, striking, all, his striking. He's a, he his kicks, everything. He's 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 the complete. He's the real deal. There's no question about that. I lost a lot of respect for him in this fight. I really did. I I, I actually you know. For a long time, I, I would say to people, there's no chance he gets beat this night. There's no chance he gets beat that night. I didn't think he was going to get beat last night or Saturday night. I was thinking the same thing. I, and I, even with the taunting, I thought he would he would slip away. He'd miss, maybe get hit a couple times, and then because that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to get him off of his game, try to just commit to the rage and the heat of the moment, try to get him with a shot, strike him, and then he would counter, boom, boom, because he's got some wicked knees, wicked kicks, you know. Uh, but I lost a lot of respect for him. I, like you said, he'll probably Silva's worth a ton of you know he's a, a gazillionaire because he's the the top of the sport. So uh, he can do whatever he wants. But uh, like you said, he comes back. He comes back. He won't. He, you'll see. He won't be so. You won't think he'll be so coaxing and so uh, taunting the next time he comes back into the ring. I wouldn't think. Anyway. Hope, maybe maybe this we we will get to see Anderson Silva very focused and very on his game. For his next fight, and maybe we'll see him at hundred percent, and it'll just be can you imagine insane to see? It'll be scary. Can you imagine if he goes into a six month or eight month training ritual that is that where he's completely focused? You know, he he even looked. Uh, if you see uh, some of the still pictures and stuff like that, he he wasn't in as good a shape as he's been in the past. He like you can see he he had some body fat where he didn't have body fat. I mean, this is where, when when you talk to like gentlemen like ourselves, there's an excess of these types of things. But right. But this is this is a professional. This right. is a world class athlete that's supposed to be training six to eight months coming into this, the uh, the event, and he wasn't in as good a shape as I've seen him in the past. So, did he take this? Did he maybe take this a little bit not as seriously as he should have? I mean, I don't think he's taken his last few fights as seriously as he should have until he gets know? clocked. Until he gets clocked. Now, I will say this: as a as a uh, alumni of the great Seneca High School, I've seen a a good amount of fist fights in my day. <laughs> Seneca and High School, that sounds like my, that's what, we used to roll them up and brawl every night after school. We oh, all walked. No, oh, during school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, see yeah. This. And I've seen people get hit on the chin like that with their neck snapped back. I've seen people get knocked out. out. So just like that. Have you ever so, been knocked out? You ever, you ever, nah, nah. I've been, I, I've been knocked back. I've, I've been knocked back and, and my head's hit the wall pretty hard a few times, but I've never been out. Mm-hmm. I've never been, you know, eyes rolling back into my head, you know. Seeing stars, unless I've been Anderson Silva. I haven't yeah. been. I have not been Anderson, Anderson Silva, or even some of the big dogs back in the day, you know. But uh, anyway, so we'll see how we'll see how that goes. We'll see how soon he comes back. We'll see uh, what he has to say, you know, in the in the weeks to come about you know his taunting because I'm sure that the good reporters have got it out of him or asked him about it for sure. So um, he's already came out and said that he doesn't want to fight for the belt. He said that about ten minutes after he lost. So I mean, you can't really take that on good authority. But yeah, well, he, he was he really thinking clearly after he got right, his bell rung? I mean, right. that, that was, the, you know, even when even when you train, you know, no one's clocking you like that. You know, you tra- you train and scrap, and you do a lot of groundwork training and weight training and and cardiovascular training, but you don't do a lot of on the chin. You know, with 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 the you know they have gloves on and everything. So when they train, they got gloves on their feet and stuff. So or pads on their feet. So anyway, we're going to we're going to get to another break here in just a sec. We got to, we're going to talk Dwight Howard's found a home. We talked about his courtship process. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We've got Forecastle Festival, the music festivals coming into town here in good old Louisville, Kentucky. Um, baseball is getting ready to go into the All-Star break. We got a bunch to talk about in the next segment. We'll be right back on the afternoon drive. You're listening to 1450thesportsbuzz.com. 
that they couldn't keep up. You see how I creeped up? You see how I played a big role in Chicago like Queen Latifah? I never rock a mink coat in the wintertime like Killer Cam. I rock some mink boots in the summertime like Will I Am. Let me know if you feel it, man, cause everything I'm not made me everything I am. Uh, welcome back on your Monday afternoon here. It's the afternoon job. I'm Big Nasty, your host today. Sitting here hanging out with B Fresh. Or be smooth, or what? what it just depends on my. It just depends on my mood. What are you feeling today, buddy? Be whatever you want to be. That's, Whoa! You know, be all you can be. Be all, yeah. There you go. Be, all <laughs> be, be all you can be. Uh, we got the last segment coming up on you here. I want you to know that's brought to you by our good friends at the the Paul Kiger Metro Group. Uh, did you find that house you were looking for, buddy? No, I'm still I'm still looking. Still searching. Well, if here's what I would do if I were you. I'd pick up the phone. I'd call 502-314-6748. This is the Paul Kiger Metro Group from Remax Advantage. It's both sides of the river, man. You want to go in southern Indiana over here, or you want to go over in Louisville, give Paul Kiger a call and his team. They will take care of you in a timely manner and get you exactly what you're looking for. That's what I would do. PaulKigerHomes at gmail.com if you want to email them. So um, we got people looking for new homes. We got someone that's probably got a house in California and a house in New York and a house everywhere, but now he's got to buy a house in Houston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dwight Howard, uh, after all that courtship, all the, who was all in that mix? We oh, had, man, uh, we had everybody in the Western Conference. It was, <laughs> it was, it, he was on a, like a two week tour, uh, all these places. I mean, talk about being wined and dined. Could you imagine what that was like? We were talking. Uh, he ended up signing for four years. He agreed to a four year, eighty eight million dollar contract. That seems kind of small for these big time players nowadays. Well, he took a thirty million dollar pay cut to not resign with the Lakers. There must have been turmoil out there. He must have hated it going. He must have hated going to work. You know you've had some bad jobs along the way, and you hate going to work. It's like you're tying your shoes, and you're like, oh, my God, i got to get off the couch and get in here and go to work. It's like, man, oh, man. This seems like that may have been what the case was for him. And his play would have uh, dictated that or indicated that. So uh, what do you, th- do you think is a good fit for, for, for Houston? For, I, think, for t- I think he's a good defender, and I think that's somewhere he can go and kind of not be in the center of everybody's attention. But He, he, can, he can sort of blend in a little bit there. A little maybe. bit more. Uh, Kevin McHale, I think, might be a good coach for him. He's Kevin McHale's one of the big men. Mm-hmm. You know, you, a lot of the coaches in the NBA are not for, uh, power forwards or centers. Most of them are. You know, there, it seems like there's a lot of guards or smaller guys that coach. A lot of point guards. A lot of point guards coach. That's makes sense. It's like a catcher in baseball. You know, your catcher's going to. You know, who who better to call a game or to figure out how to manage a team than someone that's in control of every every pitch or every play? So. But uh, I think it's going to be a really good fit out there for Dwight Howard. Uh, they've got uh, they've got some veterans out there. They've also got some young guys, and, and he's still Dwight Howard. Oh, uh, that reminds me, uh, B Fresh found that uh, Federer is actually thirty one years old. Yes. So we we got confirmation on that. I called him thirty six. <laughs> that's just that's see what happens when you get to be my age. You just want everybody to be old like you. <laughs> that's what it's all about. You don't want anybody to gain. You don't want anybody to have any youth on you. You want them, want them to all be old like you. That's <laughs> everybody's progressing at the same way. <laughs> bah humbug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bah get, humbug. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a lot of local. We uh, quick question, and then we're going to get to our three uh, our, our baseball uniforms that we talked about. Uh, we've got four players uh, that just started summer league: Terrence Jones, Oladipo, Peyton Siva, and Gorgie Jang. Um. Who do you think in the first year is going to have the, 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 the make the biggest impression in the NBA? 
biggest impression probably is going to be Gorgie. The Gorgie? He's going to play on a team that really, really needs a uh, defender in the a post. A big post guy. Yeah, big post know, guy. And he'll be coming off the bench. He might get, you know, 10, 15 minutes a game. I think he'll, out of everybody from around here, he'll have the most impact. I've got a funny feeling Oladipo is going to be a real big player in the NBA. I think he's going to be a real, I think he's going to turn into that Chris Paul kind of presence. Um, I guess he's, he'd be sh- a, sh- a shooting guard. They are talking about in the summer league, they are playing, they're giving him run at point guard. Which would be, yeah. But you, they're trying to put him in a Russell Westbrook kind of mold. Well, they said Peyton Siva had four or five five assists, I believe, in the six assists he had in this first game, which is pretty impressive. They're, uh, they, uh, the team and the, the front office has said that, he, that he's shown maturity. And the Pistons need a lot of work, though. It's going to be a work well, in progress. They just signed. You know, they just signed. I, I did not see that. Josh Smith. Oh, interesting. From Atlanta. Interesting. So that could be that. That might be another. That's the one thing about NBA. There's a lot of moving and shaking in big money sports, uh, and a lot, I don't care much for the whole money part of the equation. But the moving and shaking makes things kind of neat. It's not like back in the day when it was the Sixers and the Lakers, and or pardon me, the Celtics and the Lakers and the Sixers occasionally. You know, there was a five-year to ten-year run where it was basically the same kind of players, the same people on the teams. They didn't move shake like they do now. Uh, so there's a dominance. It it didn't allow a lot of the younger teams or the newer teams to get chemistry and go on and win. And that kind of makes it interesting because you know you don't know what's going to happen next year. So um, it's a long ways away. But Dwight Dwight Howard has has found a home, um, and uh, that's a pretty interesting thing. So four years, eighty-eight million, too much money, not enough money. I think for because uh, I still think he's probably one of the better centers in the league. He did lead the league in rebounding, after all. So he I did, think, yeah. And I, he's also he, if he's healthy, he's he's and if his if he's healthy and his mind is in the game, which he could be in Houston if they take proper care of him, and he's not like you said a well, smaller market. You, you talked about the whining and dining. He, you know, they had to call that meeting with we talked about it with Yao Ming on the computer from China Skype. And, yeah, I mean, if you're Skyping Yao Ming, I mean. I wanted to think, did they need a bigger camera for Skyping Yao Ming? Because he's a, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You like where I went five. there? <laughs> so anyway, we'll see what happens. That's a long ways away. We are into the, um, we're, what are we in? We're into the, the doldrums of summer, the summer of Riesling, if you would. <laughs> so uh, there's not as much going on, but the, baseball is in full swing. They're going to be next week. Baseball starts um, All-Star Week. They've got the Home Run Derby. We have the baseball, the All-Star Game is actually worth something now. For many, many years, it wasn't worth a, a, a darn thing, and they played it every year, and it was just like, eh, whatever. That was when they ran out of pitchers. You know, you remember that? Yeah. They oh, ran yeah. out of pitchers. So then the commission of the league said, well, let's let's make this worth something. What we're going to do is the winner of the, uh, the, the annual All-Star Game, the winner, the team that represents that conference in the World Series will get home field advantage. So now it's worth something. So it's actually pretty cool. You know, and they, uh, which is a nice segue to our next segment because they wear some really cool uniforms during the All Star break. But that's next week. Uh, next week also starts. You have two of the best horse racing tracks in the country. I know you're not a big horse racing guy, but you know I am. So. Oh no, I, I I do go out to the uh, I go out to the track, place a little wagers. Well, two of the best are, are starting. Be fresh. Okay. This next week, uh, next Wednesday starts Del Mar, where the surf meets the turf out in uh, California in San Diego. Which if we ever get a chance, maybe we'll see if Dugan can fund a, a little a little spring road trip. We'll do a remote. We'll do there. we'll do a remote from Del Mar. I have the access to Del Mar. I just have to get out there. So we'll just we need plane tickets. That's right. Well, he's we've got that in the budget here at fourteen fifty, fourteen fifty thesportsbuzzcom So we'll go out to Del Mar. Starts on next Wednesday. So we'll try to. I'm going to try to get out there this year. In all seriousness, I will be going to Saratoga, which also starts next Friday. So two of the best tracks in the country start for their summer racing that takes you through basically up through September. Uh, if you need your fix, if you're local and you don't 
get enough from the six months of racing we have locally here. They're also running at Alice Park, which is just a short hop and skipping a jump out to Henderson, Kentucky. It's about a two and a half hour ride out there. And you can get your wages in there. All my friends from the track are out there now uh, running around. Um, I, the All-Star break, there's an interesting side note to this before we get to our uniforms. Uh, Matt Harvey, who is the starter for the Mets, uh, there's a possibility. It hasn't been announced yet. There's a possibility. It's not going to be Matt Carpenter. Or Chris Carpenter, pardon me. It's not going to be Chris Carpenter because uh, he said he's not starting him. He's going to be starting that Sunday before or whatever. So he's not. So there's a possibility it may be Matt Harvey who is going to be starting in Mets Stadium, which what do we determine? The, City Field. City Field, which is the new and improved City Field. So that's going to be interesting because I don't know if that's ever happened before. I'll research that for the next show and find that out. So um, locally, well, let's get to this. Let's get to the let's get to the top today. Okay. Let me get to the top. We always want to be on top. The, at least top, I, on top I, of the list. I always want to be on top okay. of whatever we're talking about. <laughs> whatever right, we're right. talking about, I want to be on top. Uh, but the, the, the list today, uh, we're going to try to do this some, with some regularity. We're going to start in the beginning of the show and announce the list so that you can call in and contribute at, uh, on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line of 502-384-1450 at any time and contribute your uh, two cents. But I asked Be Fresh, Be Smooth, uh, his three favorite baseball uniforms of all time, could be current, could be old, all time. Let's, let's do the same thing we did before. We'll, you start with your three. And I'll and we'll work our way towards the best one. So, all right, number three, I'm gonna have to go with the uh, Orioles right now with the uh, with the little bird head for the O. Orioles is tight. Kind of or- digging the Orioles. Orioles is tight. So that's your number three. That's be fresh is a number three pick. I'm going with the Oakland A's current with the nice green, yellow, gold sort of look. Uh, plus, there's a there's a there's a mojo factor that goes with that because they don't have any money. So it's it's just kind of cool. So I've got the A's in the three hole. I uh um I I'm partial to the Houston Astros or the Houston Lastros. Oh, I kind of like their I kind of like their uniform. You like that the, big star? Yeah, I like the huge, okay. you know, the big Texas star. All right, and Dwight Howard's new home. Okay, um, and again, this is this is uh, sort of a biased for me as well, but I like the away jerseys for the Seattle Mariners. Okay. They're just it's I don't know it's gray it's purple with the with the, with the uh, they got the compass? little st- yeah the little compass I, I I do like that that's that's the my number two is the Seattle Mariners and then we, we what we need to do is we need to get a sound file for this yeah so no, we, we can do. we can we can lead into this and then we can have the big big climax at the top here so I for, will get to work on I'll, I'll do that <laughs> and this is be fresh number one selection for baseball uniforms I'm gonna have to go with the Kansas City Royals oh. powder blue oh. baby blue. <laughs> Powder blue. I like I like the color blue. With the long socks. I love it. Oh, and the long the old retro like With the it. Long socks. Beautiful. I am I'm torn between past and present here. Okay. But it's still the same team. All right. It's the Bucks. Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm a I'm I've got I've got man love for black and gold. I always have. I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a P- Pittsburgh fan. I'm biased to a certain extent, but Nothing beats those away Pirates uniforms mm, in the, the black with, and gold. With, with the, the giant P. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So that's my number one today. So, <laughs> so uh, lots to get to. We uh, Four Castles coming in this town, town this weekend. I, I don't know about you. I'm going to try to get out there. Apparently, our associate DJH is going all three nights. Yeah, he's he's got the he's got the pay. He got the backstage pass. Where he's Chew, hang out with everybody. Man, string cheese incident. Yeah, our friends from Houndmouth who have been in uh, in the studio are going to be playing on Friday night. We're going to try to get out there. Try to get us tickets for Friday night to get out there. Maybe we'll get some VIP access. Uh, hang out with David Yates in the in the champagne room. Well, David Yates is too VIP for me. Mm. 
I, like I have to like you'll see I, before I leave I'm gonna be like David can I please go along with you and Brittany please I mean have you ever seen the stash no I haven't. Uh, man I tell you nobody can rock it like that is all I'm saying nobody can rock it like that so um, you've got string cheese incident in Old Crow is headlining on Friday so if you get a chance to get out there tickets can be can be received at a decent decent clip so Saturday night uh, is an interesting lineup you've got the Black Keys the Flaming Lips Alabama Shakes and Jim James, Jim James solo, which is actually pretty good for more, my morning jacket. That's going to be an interesting show. Uh, but Alabama Shakes, have you you like this band? You seen these guys? Uh, I think I I did see them, and I saw them in Alabama. I was in Gulf Shores. Excellent. Well, we're gonna. I'm telling you what, I'm gonna bring you some some. I'm gonna bring you some tracks from these guys because our friends at Hound Mouth opened up for them, and they are incredible. And of course, you know the Black Keys. This is a two man band. They're headlining Saturday night. They're not just a two-man band anymore, though. They've got a couple other people that come yeah, in and got a few instruments. Yeah, there's a few people there. So, uh, again, we have the All-Star break next week. Uh, we've got uh, both of those race tracks. The horse racing tracks are going to be st- oh uh, Sunday night. If you want to go to Sunday, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it on Sunday. But they got the Avid Brothers. They got Robert Plant's little project. This is the, the the sensational Space Shifters is what he's calling this guy. That's what he's calling this. There's there's seven people in the band. So oh, wow. I mean that's you got to come up with some kind of encompassing name for all that. So you got Grace Potter, who's a fine fine piece. I'm just telling you that. Um, of what that remains to be seen, but she is. I'm telling you what, Grace Potter is. Ooh, yum yum. So, uh, and then also on Sunday, I saw they have uh, Killer Mike and LP. Those are two New York rappers. People may not know about it. Nice hip hop, and you're going to Fork House. You might want to check them out. Also, Big Boy of Outcast fame. Big Boy, yeah. I, that, that's an interesting. I forgot about it. I slipped off my notes with him, but I would love to go see Big Boy, Outcast. He's actually better. I like him better solo than. Outcast. And with Andre 3000. Well, yeah, yeah, with Andre. Outcast was good, you know, when they came out, but, you know, that was one of those bands that's just like, okay, here we go. Here's the, my baby, you know what I mean? It's it's over and over and over again. Anytime you go over and over again. So uh, um, I wanted to, to thank uh, Nick Stein Law before we wrap it up here. NickSteinLaw.com over in New Albany. He's one of the one of my good sponsors. He helps make all this happen. Uh, you can call him at 812 948 6000. Uh, it's an injury attorney. He's got social security work. He can do a little bit about everything for you. Uh, they don't usually have to go to court, which is really nice. You don't want to go to court. You just want to get your money. That's what I'm saying. Get your money. Uh, if you can't do that, they've got the experience on your side, 30 years of experience that can take take you to court and get the job done there as well. So give him a call or contact him at nicksteinlaw.com. I wanted to thank everybody for joining. We've got uh, uh, it's going to be a great week, man. The weather's supposed to be low 80s all week long, maybe get a little higher, low 90 a couple of days towards the end of the week. Um, Forecastle this weekend is supposed to be clear skies, man, clear skies. If you're going to Forecastle, though, there's two things you got to remember. Most importantly, you got to keep it sexy. Don't go out of the house unless you're unless you're knocking it out of the park sexy wise. That's just a general rule for life though. For you, know? you and I, yeah. be fresh, come on. I mean, be smooth. You understand that you and I have this rule already already listed in our it's right. it's forever. So but for those of you that don't know, if you're going to forecastle, keep it sexy. That's what I'm saying. There's a, there's a, but you can get a lot of trouble too. So keep it sexy and keep it safe is the second part of the equation. I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, I'm Big Nasty hosting the Afternoon Drive here on 1450. You've got Trevor Bacon Kelsey coming up next with Perrin Johnson. Thank you, Mr. BJ Fresh. Be fresh, be smooth in the booth as always. Always nice to chat with you. And uh, we'll talk to you on Friday.
I do it for the ladies. I gotta keep it hood. Where we at, Polo? Hey! I see you, right? No kid, you was right. But we just get started. Baby making music to start off the second hour afternoon drive. Apologize to those out there just eager to hear our normal intro. We had some uh, some Gmail problems for some reason. Have trouble uh, loading up our traditional beginning of our hours, uh, both the first hour. Thanks, my man, uh, Big Nasty, keeping it down and setting up the foundation for me here in hour number two. As we take you on hour number two afternoon drive, followed, of course, inside the press box. Nick Coffee will be with us at five and Larry Glover live at six. As well, coming up a little later on, we got a lot to get into today. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I had a wonderful Fourth of July holiday-like weekend. I did absolutely zero activity. If if you count eating hot dogs, burgers, watching a ton of fireworks, and sitting around the house following NBA transactions and summer league games, work, then man, I worked my butt off because that that is exactly what I did, and I couldn't have asked for a better four days off. Hope everybody had a good time as well. We got a lot to get into today. Obviously, as I said, it's been a busy, 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 busy B for four days in the association. We'll get into that here in a second, as well as Roger Goodell's back to his old tricks in terms of playing Stalin. Aaron Hernandez. We, we kind of knew that Aaron Hernandez stuff would lead to possibly a overreaction, maybe, on the part of Roger Goodell, and it could possibly be in the works. We'll talk about that a little later on. And of course, it's Monday. And then Monday, we do as we always do here on Mondays, on a mellow Monday. So you heard the little baby making music. That's the jam that uh, David Yates, my DJ, puts on when he's looking to get in a slow mood with Britney. Lights some candles, puts that song on in the background, followed by the Marvin Gaye edition of 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 uh, the, the the Star Spangled Banner, and, and he's just ready to get grooving. He pulls out the, the 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 lotions and the baby oil, and it's just it is a it is a wild day in the Yates household. And that after that starts to occur, but nonetheless, we'll talk to Wick Terrell. I'm sure he knows all about the baby making music like that. And anyway, live from uh, Denver, we'll get into our Red Reporter talk. We missed out on Wick last week. It's no problem. Gary Moss did a great job with us, as he always does. But we're back to our old ways, talking to Wick here in the second segment. Red's had a good little week. Not bad week. You know, it's funny when we talked to Kerry last week, he said, you know, he expected four wins in their seven games. We, they usually had, you said about seven games between our interviews. And he, he expected at least four wins out of the Reds. And he got the four wins. Now, obviously, one game postponed due to weather. On I believe it was Wednesday's game for the Giants. Wednesday or Thursday game, I forget which one it was now. It was the last game in the series. The Giants avoiding a four-game sweep and losing only a three-game sweep to the Reds, but because of the weather. But the Reds still got their four wins despite dropping two out of three to those those pesky Mariners of Seattle. I'm sure Macklemore was very pumped that his Mariners got a win. A hot day out today after a rainy weekend. I tell you, it was nasty. At least it stopped enough on Thursday. For us to let off some fireworks on Thursday night and had a good time doing that. Obviously, I would have enjoyed getting out on the links at least maybe today. It'd been a nice day out. I need to go out. A friend of mine goes golfing on Mondays. I need to somehow figure out a way to get Mondays off so I can do that. And no better way to go golfing than with the 2013 Bluegrass Golf Tour card, which we have been telling you about. My man Troy Miles was in studio last week hanging out enjoying himself, showing me how he was about to get where he's going to get his new Anthony Bennett tattoo on his left bicep. 
And of course, if you haven't heard us tell you about it, it was you know six great courses, eighteen holes of golf. We were giving it to you for ninety nine dollars, which was a steal. I mean, that's Ricky Henderson, Lou Brock like steal second base, and we've just made it nothing but better now. You get six fantastic courses as well, 18 holes, Indian Springs, which I was out that way just the other day this weekend, Maywood, Bull and Lexington, as well as other courses throughout Kentucky area. You get green fees, you get a cart, you get all that value of over $500 for just $75 right now. If you haven't heard those spots playing our ads, you're obviously not listening to our radio station. Go to shop21live.com and check that out or give them a call at 964-2121. That's 964-2121. Also, the call-in number for our Sunday night show, which I will be doing the audio for this week. Mr. Yates has got to have – he's got a four-day weekend. I can have Sunday off because I'm going to forecast. So I want to hang out with the hippies. I want to drink uh, warm beer and, and smoke funny things and listen to bands that play banjos really fast. Yes, he'll be at forecast. So I'm taking his place this Sunday night of at uh, Channel 21, 11 p.m. Obviously, uh, check us out. Only Louisville's live, only call-in TV show. 11 to 12 on ION Channel 21 every Sunday. Our friends over there, ION, helping us out with that golf cart as well. Yates, yes, I know. You're going to Forecastle. You have an excuse. I was thinking about watching. I'm going to a friend's house whose apartment oversees it, so I'm watching it too, but I didn't use that as an excuse. I didn't say, oh, I can't be there. I'm, I'm, I'm a trooper. I suck it up, buddy. See, the difference is, is you're going to watch it for free, and I actually <laughs> paid money to go see it. How so. much does a ticket for Forecastle go for, by the way? Uh, some dollars. <laughs> what, you don't want to tell me? The, the t- no, what are you like a tax? Are you avoiding tax tax paying on this or something? I, yes, I am. Did Did I, you I, steal I, them? I, no, I did not. Did, steal them, did no. you tell? Br- oh, I know what it is. You told Brittany you paid X amount of dollars. No, Brittany, but seriously, Brittany, you paid X X amount of dollars, we, and you don't want her mad at you. We have a, a joint bank account, so yeah, that's she would she would know how much they cost, <laughs> regardless of what I told her. Well, how much did you pay? Come on, Mysterio, don't don't be shy. I mean, we all know you don't make much money, so you probably had to pawn something to get them anyway. I, I did have to pawn something. Did you Did you pawn that or, guitar that you won? No, no, not yet. I still have that. I need to sell that. If anybody, if anybody's looking to buy a an electric guitar, send a text to the station. I'll, you take that to Forecast with you. Might get some, uh, <laughs> I get a buyer, or at least some trade or something. Seriously, how much did you pay for your tickets to Forecastle? They were one eighty for a weekend. That's not bad. No, because to, to tell the listeners who haven't, uh, who aren't for, uh, familiar with it, it's it's kind of like a Louisville's version of Bonnaroo, I guess you could say. Would that be basically a, yeah. a correct way? Louisville, what Four Street Live is to Bourbon Street is what Forecastle is to Bonnaroo. I think, and, and you get well, a. That, I believe that the Bonnaroo, the, the organizers of Bonnaroo, are actually involved in the Making, organization of Forecastle. Who who are some of our headlines this uh, upcoming weekend at Forecastle? Um, Friday night, the headliner is the string cheese incident. Okay, I don't really know much about. I'm, I know of them. I've heard them. I think they were at uh, Iroquois Amphitheater last year. I believe we did some uh, spots here and it, some promotion. It's quite with possible. Them. Uh, Friday night, the headliner is the Black Keys. Okay, obviously a nice nice touch right there. And Sunday night, the headliner is. The Avett brothers. The who? So I know one of the three, right? I've heard of Strange Cheese Incident, but I don't know anything. I mean, you could play their music. I wouldn't have a clue what I'm listening to or, or who it was. That would have I like it or not. Black Keys, I know, though. That's an interesting one. That's the night I might have to see if I can uh, get to my buddy's house and watch because I'm still kicking myself for missing their free concert back in New Orleans during the Final Four. I didn't realize they were going to be playing at like noon on the day of the game. And I spent most of that afternoon trying to find where we had parked our rental car the day before. and by the time we ended up getting to the UK UVL game, it was like right at tip off. So, getting to a free concert despite it being the Black Keys is uh, 
was not in the agenda. Are there any other big names coming in? I mean, is uh, Mumford & Son going to make it? This is in their wheelhouse. No, no Mumford & Son. What about uh, My Morning Jacket? I mean, it would make Jim, well, Jim James is going to be there. He will be there. I mean, yeah. they're local. I would assume it would be you know something. Yeah, he'll, he'll, Jim James will be there, but I don't anticipate that it'll be the entire group. Forecastle to Bonner is kind of like the – you see a lot of the same bands, but without like the hip-hop – uh, integration, I think that's not true. Like Bonnaroo, big, you'll get more hit. You'll get guys like Big Boy. You'll get Big, big Boy's uh, going to be at Forecastle. Okay, he will be at P- Forecastle. Yeah, you didn't mention it. That's a name that I would... hadn't gotten. That you asked who the headliners were. I oh, gave well, you the headliner. That, that ranks as a headliner, dude. Come on, it's not a headliner. Who are who He's else? Not even on the main stage. Oh Lord, that's where I got. It's like it's like talking to a twelve year old. Who else? It's like getting it's like getting a getting your twelve year old daughter to tell you about her do, day. Do you recall the how the uh, sorry the Harlem Shake videos that were? I have, a big thing a few I, months ago. I've been tempting to smoke the memory out of my brain, but it still remains, yes. The the guy who does that song, Bauer, he will be there. <laughs> wow. I'm going to do my best to avoid that stage. <laughs> I wonder if he will do was, – remember when we had the conversation about One Hit Wonders, uh, and I told the story about Billy Ray Cyrus playing Icky Breaky Heart like four times during a set, like once in the beginning, middle, he end. Just, he just plays that, 30, <laughs> just 30 seconds of that song, that and he's song. done. I can see him just doing that song. I'm sure if he's, he'll that's have That's really a, all anybody knows is the 30 seconds that was in the video. Yeah. The videos, and the, nobody knows the rest of it. I mean, that, that song could be like 15 minutes long, and nobody would have any idea. <laughs> the hip-hop version of Indigata DeVita. Is that, what you're doing? that would be awful. Yeah, I'm a, I would guess that Bauer is probably a 5-10 minute set, and, and I would... Be willing to bet that you'll hear Harlem Shake probably seventy percent of that time. I, I would be uh, remiss to not think that it wouldn't be that many times. All right, so forecast is coming this weekend. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that later on in the week. Um, a little up to my man, Perrin Johnson, my coast, my uh, brother from another mother. His mother's actually in town helping him around. Uh, Courtney couldn't take it anymore. She 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 had to. She loves the man to death, but she can only go so far. You know, when it says till death, it, she didn't want it to happen. That's a lot sooner than. It would originally naturally occur by hanging out with Perry too long. He's doing better. He will be back hopefully with us here very shortly. Uh, not today, but hopefully maybe later this week. We'll get him back on the back into the car, and Mother Johnson will bring him back up, and we'll get his thoughts and everything. Uh, as I mentioned, we'll talk to Wick Terrell, Red Reporter, here in the next segment. Before we do that, a couple big things over the weekend. Obviously, the association, the NBA, kind of still on the show, in case you haven't uh, noticed over the last four days. Uh, Dwight Howard obviously choosing the Rockets. Uh, kind of a an interesting move, maybe not so that it was surprised. I think a lot of us kind of thought the Rockets, we talked to Curheelan on Wednesday before we went on a little vacation. He said, you know, the Rockets, and I agreed with him, that was the, probably the best fit for him. And now where does this put the Rockets is obviously the biggest question you have now. Jeremy Lin, who is a good pick-and-roll player, who maybe not the best defensive guy, but is offensively does bring a lot of attributes to the table. You have James Harden, who... Uh, clearly is a superstar in this league. And Chandler Parsons is a more underrated player, guy that no one really thought, especially myself coming out of Florida, would be anywhere near as good as he has been. And he's done a, was really kind of stepped forward over the playoffs and showed that he can be a guy at 6'9", can play that 3 or 4 depending on the matchup, and really stretch the court. And with what the shooters that Houston has, this is a team that anything below probably a 4 seed, this, this is a team that's probably talent-wise – I'd be willing to say that they sleepwalk through next year. Just sleepwalk through it. And Dwight Howard sleepwalking through a season, as you saw Laker fans witness last year, is not really out of the question, is easily still at least a five seed in the West. Easily. I mean, they, this team could, as I said, sleepwalk through the season and be a five seed in a tough West. That is the depth of talent this team has. Of course, they re-signed Francisco Garcia, who had such a really good playoff run, was kind of that throw-in in the Thomas Robinson deal midway through the year that also – 
who ended up being shipped to, for nothing to Portland to free up money to sign Howard, returns the Rockets as well, and I'm sure he'll get some good minutes. A lot of nice open shots for Cisco as well, and a guy that plays, despite what Perrin thinks, decent one-on-one defense because of his length and his, his ability to stretch out and play the three, two or three defensively is not a bad little stopper. So the Rockets on the move right now. When I, where does this lead the Lakers is the question, though, DJ. That, that's the question I have because I started thinking about this over the weekend. And not just in my lifetime, but literally in the last 50 years, the Lakers have constantly been a competitor for a championship. Very few times, especially in my lifetime, last 30 years, since 1980, which they won the title in 80 with rookie Magic Johnson, that they've not had a year where they weren't considered a title contender. And the only thing, and without even looking, I didn't even look these stats up with that before I, I, I did eventually, but before I did that, I just went off my memory, which is sometimes Swiss cheese, but nonetheless pretty decent when it comes to NBA stats. The only thing I could rack my brain for was a little bit of stretch after James Worthy and the company retired. Obviously, Magic forced out of the league so quickly. And they went that little stretch where they were in the lottery. They ended up getting... Eddie, jo- um, Eddie Jones, if you remember him from Temple, who was moved and had a pretty solid NBA career after Kobe Bryant joined the team in 96. And he had the one year where they missed the playoffs and Andrew, Andrew Bynum. After, other than those two years, and both those years they missed the playoffs, they were just right outside the playoffs. I'm talking 500 roughly. This team has always, always been a competitor for the championship. At least, whether they've underachieved or not, like last year, They've always been a name that has been thought of as a threat to win a title. It just seems like every year, in the last 30 years, and that just blows my mind in the amazement of how long that can go. And I look at this year's team coming up, and this might be the worst Lakers team I think I've ever will ever see. Now, will Kobe be back? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'd be honestly shocked if he does come back. Will he even be 100%? I mean, you're talking about a ruptured Achilles at 36. I mean, that is a, a severe injury for a 26-year-old. A 22-year-old. Look at Derrick Rose, who his is, of course, Achilles tendon. He tore his Achilles, not his ruptured tendon. But nonetheless, it's still a severe injury that even a 22-year-old will miss a whole year. Kobe come back, even if he does, will he be 100%? We know he's going to shoot the ball. I mean, obviously, you need legs to jump for a jump shot, but it's not going to hurt his wrist in terms of taking 28 shots. But beyond that, you have nothing on that Laker team. Nothing. It is as bad as probably the little stretch of Lakers before they brought in Gasol when they were the eighth seed and lost to the Phoenix Suns, and Kobe was the only gun on that team. That was with a Kobe that was six years younger, a different Kobe. It's going to be an interesting stretch for L.A. To watch them beg to keep Dwight Howard and not get him was almost a sad thing. Also, of course, before we get to this break and bring on Wick Terrell, uh, Josh Smith lands in Detroit. We talked to Gurley and also mentioned last week and made a great point how they, uh, Dumar seemed like a moth to light when it came to spending money, and I, I don't understand this move whatsoever. Do not understand what Detroit is thinking in this move. Do you put him at the three, which is obviously what he wants to be, but not his best interest as a team? You have guys in Monroe. and uh, Detroit, you let Calderon go. Th- this is a Detroit team where it got plenty of talent on paper, but a lot like the Nets, this is a team I think is going to be very good on 2K14 next year in video game land, but in real life, yeah. Not so good Detroit Pistons fans. You'll make the playoffs probably, but don't expect too much. Uh, a little quick side note, Summer League back in full swing. Before we get to break, I want to remind you just a couple of players you haven't, you haven't had a chance to see. Obviously, local ties, Kentucky, uh, Daniel Orton was active, active active last couple days. Actually looked pretty good at nine points and seven rebounds earlier today when beating the Magic. Uh, he also had 15 and four, and the Thunders went over the Pacers. Pacers looked awful in the Summer League game so far this week. Uh, DeAndre Liggins as well, member of that Thunder team. Just two points in 22 minutes yesterday. 
and didn't get off the bench at all today as they played the Magic, as I mentioned earlier today. They're going on right now. On Louisville side, uh, Peyton Siva got his debut this weekend as well. Detroit's actually playing about to tip off here in just a minute against, I believe, the Celtics is who they're about to play. And uh, Siva started out yesterday. Nice game. Actually got the uh, Taco Bell Player of the Game award for the uh, Pistons win over the Nets. Siva logged 26 minutes. He scored six points all at the free throw line, 0 for 2 from the field. He dished out six assists and one turnover, though. So obviously playing well already. And, of course, you can catch out those games on NBA TV, NBA TV as I am currently right now. They're a commercial. And Indiana fans, I'm not going to let you go without getting a little update for you. Obviously the Magic. And not all the teams are active right now down in Orlando in these summer league games. The rest of them will be playing in Las Vegas here starting next week. But uh, Victor Oladipo in his debut looked really, really good in his debut yesterday. He dropped 18 points, six rebounds, dished out seven assists. Uh, kind of got overshadowed. Kelly Onick of the Celtics looked awesome, 25 points and 9 of 12. Just looked like a man amongst boys in the summer league. You need what you should when you're a seven-footer with that kind of ability in the 12th pick in the draft. Uh, but Odipo, number two pick, of course, to the Magic, looked really bad today. If you happen to catch it, he was 2 of 12. Just 12 points, three rebounds, five assists, had five turnovers as well. So a little bit up and down for the rookie from IU, Victor Odipo. And his two games down in what's soon to be his new home in Orlando, Florida, We'll keep you updated as those games go along. Of course, with all the local ties and everything, Minnesota will be in that Vegas tournament as well, playing with Gorgie Jane. We'll keep you updated on Louisville fans. Wanting to keep an eye. Don't get NBA Network. I do, and I love it. I've been watching it all weekend. We're going to talk to Reds reporter Wick Terrell when we come back on the next segment live out in Denver. His rock is the, the Nuggets are uh, not playing right now. They're playing in Vegas next week. They're not in Orlando currently, so I know he's upset. I don't know if he's a Nuggets fan. Have we ever asked Wick what his favorite NBA team is? Not that yeah, I recall. I know he's a UK guy, so I mean, he's maybe watching what Daniel Orton's done. Be the only time all year you'll see Daniel Orton play basketball unless you get your league ticket. We'll talk to how the Reds are doing though last week, and we'll get a look into what they're going to do this week coming up for the All Star break. And we talk to Rick Terrell coming next segment here on the Afternoon Drive, fourteen fifty, the Sports Buzz. can mean only two things. Adam West is in studio, which is impossible because he's mayor. He's the mayor of Quahog currently right now. Or we've got Kevin Mitchell as Batman, as he's known to the groupies and fans on Red Reporter. Wick Terrell joining us, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, live from Denver. Wick, we're watching some summer league games. I'm, I love the NBA. I'm a, I'm a big, big NBA guy. And before we get into the Red Stock, I'm watching uh, Boston just manhandle Detroit right now. Siva not on uh, floor right now for Louisville fans down 72-43, but I know you're a big Kentucky guy because you're from this area, but now since you lived in the mountain slash West Coast, uh, are you a Nuggets guy, or what, what, what's the NBA affiliation from my man Wick? Well, the Nuggets are a fun team to watch, and they got uh, they got Moorhead State alum uh, Kenny Fareed out here too. So yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've become quite fond of watching them, but I actually I actually grew up a Pistons fan, believe it or not. Ah, well, then you would be interested in watching what I'm, and you wouldn't be interested in watching them down seventy two to forty four with eight minutes to play in the fourth right now down in Orlando in the Summer League. But uh, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, Peyton Siva, the former Louisville alum and a favorite amongst the Louisville fanhood, 
had a solid uh, debut yesterday with six assists, just one turnover. Is the future point guard, the future of the next Isaiah Thomas of the Detroit Pistons, I hope to at least uh, say that correctly. Talking Reds uh, here right now, Red Reporter, my man Wick Terrell, Kevin Mitchell's Batman, uh, this date, and actually in 1962, Yates was uh, three years old. Cincinnati used nine pitchers to win a 13-inning second game against the Houston Colt 45s, which, by the way, I, before I finish, one of the coolest names. I mean, can we not get that name back in Major League? I mean, who cares if the Astros call them the Colt 45s? David Stern would lose his mind and if he was they did that in Washington. Winning that game 12-11, setting a National League record wick uh, and tying the Major League record. Hopefully Dusty won't have to use his bullpen like that tonight against the Brewers, though. Yeah, hopefully not. That's uh, It's funny. It's weird that in 1962 they actually had nine pitchers on the roster that they were capable <laughs> of using. Uh, it seems like in, in modern-day baseball that uh, relievers have become such a specialist that they've, they've taken up much more spots in the roster than they did before. But uh, that's uh, that's interesting. I, I, I was not aware of that. I didn't think you had a little bacon bit <laughs> for you there, Wake. You, you learn new things, as my producer shakes his head at everything I do. In the other room, just eat your peanut M and M's and shut up, David. All right, wait, let's get going. All star. Uh, first, before we start about last week's games and look into the next week's action before the All Star break, uh, All Stars announced. Reds have three names in New York this week coming up next week for the events. Uh, Votto and Phillips will be starting. Chapman in the bullpen. Uh, in your opinion, did any of the Reds get snubbed? And uh, if if there were any uh, any complaints on the other behalf of the other teams from you on any roster spots for the AO NL? I, you know, the, the All-Star game, is uh, it, it's such a crapshoot, really, on who gets put on because there's so many stipulations that have to go into it. They've got to factor in having a, a representative from every team. They've got to factor in now, since it actually means something, they've got to kind of construct a roster that maybe they'll like to use. That's why you're seeing a lot more relievers put on the roster this year yeah. than in years past because uh, the winner of the game, obviously, that determines that the AL or the NL gets home field advantage in the World Series. Um, they, you could make an argument for Jay Bruce. He's... Had you know uh, RBI wise uh, the the best first half of his uh, of his young career. He's played well. He's playing good defense again. Uh, you could kind of argue for him, but that's really splitting hairs at that at that level. It's not like he's uh, you know blown the doors off the thing and, and, and was a clear cut deserving starter. Um, that, Votto and and, uh, and Phillips starting. Um, I, I think they're kind of benefiting from the fact that Reds are doing well. Brandon Phillips is. Uh, a little bit lucky. He's actually having the worst season he's had uh, OPS-wise uh, since he came over to the Reds, and he's kind of benefiting from some down years and injuries at, at second base level in the, the rest of the National League with Utley and Aaron Hill being hurt and Ricky Weeks being terrible so far. So I, I think it's about right. In terms of snubs, uh, the one that really stood out to me was uh, Josh Donaldson from the, uh, from the A's, who's having a phenomenal first half of the season. And the A's are winning games, but somehow they, they managed to not put him on the roster. And uh, Evan Longoria from down at the Rays as well. It's just two guys at a, at, a, at a tough position that just somehow got overlooked. There's that, and it's Oakland and Tampa. I mean, no one really cares about Oakland and <laughs> right, Tampa. I mean, right, right. You know, Oakland, aren't they in the middle of like a lawsuit to be moved? I mean, the, with the exception of their, their dugout flooding with feces, no one even remembers that the A's have a team since 1989 half the time. It takes an earthquake while they're in a World Series to even be, have anybody notice what's going on. Of course, Kevin Mitchell was involved in that series. Your idol and uh, hero and, and your pin name as well, Kevin Mitchell is Batman. We're talking to that person right now on the phone here. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzzline, Wick Terrell from Red Reporter. Uh, we talked to Kerry. You blew us off last week, Wick. We talked to Kerry Moss, which was a great interview, and we, we took you back, though, despite you sent us flowers to, <laughs> as, a, as a replacement. Uh, he said that four wins was it was what the Reds needed going out of la- after that interview last week in the seven games they had with the Mariners and the 
Giants homestand. Uh, obviously, one game against the Giants rained out, but the Reds still got their four out of six wins in that homestand, despite dropping two or three to Seattle. What were some of the highlights this past week for the Reds, and what were the moments that you would just uh, rather not remember ever again? Well, the, the, the highlight for sure was, was Homer Bailey's yeah. no-hitter. Um, the, the way he just, well, he, he dominated the Giants with what he does best, which is throw a fastball and throw it by him. And it wasn't <laughs> like he was doing anything tricky. He was just, uh, uh, it was one of those nights where uh, he had all of his good stuff going. I think I think he hit 98 miles an hour on his second-to-last pitch of the game. Wow. Uh, which, just, which just shows you exactly how, uh, how locked in he was. And he also managed to get the Giants at, they had a pretty good time. I think they'd lost eight of their previous nine games, and, and I think they're 2-11 and 11 in their last 13 as of today. So he caught the Giants at the right time and was just firing on all cylinders. And uh, it was extremely, extremely impressive to watch. And, you know, they, they managed to take all three of the games that they got in against the Giants, and you would have hoped that would have given them at least a little bit more momentum than what it looks like they showed over the weekend because losing two out of three to the Mariners at home when you had, you know, some of your better pitchers going was – not exactly what the doctor ordered, but uh, all in all, I, if you go four out, of, four out of six every six games you play, you're going to be good. But at the same point, they've got a stretch coming up where they're on the road for seven games before the All-Star break, and their schedule coming out of the, the gate in the second half is brutal. And uh, you, you don't want to harp too much on a on a Sunday afternoon game against the Mariners that you lose 3-1, but you really would have liked to see them pick that up because that just seemed like a game that they, they certainly should have won. So we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll, they're heading up to Milwaukee for – Three games head starting tonight. We'll see if they can get it back together. Before we leave, we talked to Wick Trail here last before the buzz line uh, from the Red Reporter. Before we get into some of the games coming up, as you mentioned, uh, some of the matchups with the Brewers and the Braves coming up next seven games for the All Star break. Uh, one uh, side note: I want to give some uh, props to Bronson, Arroyo, Bronson Arroyo, who got his name in the record books uh, on Sunday. Wick, uh, not for falling to seven and seven on the season with a loss to Seattle, but after Nick Franklin hit a uh, first of two Mariners bombs in the first inning. Uh, Bronson now passes Tom Browning for most home runs allowed by a Reds pitcher, and I guess fitting since I, he already holds the record for most home runs allowed in a season by a Red, but uh, not that this will be a black mark on his Red career because most people don't remember things like this other than myself because I have no life and no girlfriend and no one wants to talk to me. But other than most <laughs> losses, uh, there's is there any worse two-team records a pitcher could have other than having most losses to a franchise than giving up the most home runs? Uh, you know, the the most home run thing, I actually wrote about it a little bit. I, I almost, you know, it was like a plea for Bronson to wear it as kind of a badge of honor because <laughs> it, when you're pitching in Great American Ballpark, all that record really means is that you've been successful enough to be around long enough and you've been healthy enough to pitch a lot of innings. I, I love how you said if he played for the Giants, two-thirds of those would have been outs. Yeah, you know, it, 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 the fact remains he's just been a solid pitcher for the better part of, what, eight, eight years now with yeah. the Reds and uh, he's not missed starts. He's gone out and he's thrown six, seven innings a game. And, you know, he's he's managed to limit enough of those home runs to be in solo shots to where his ERA isn't, you know, seven. It's still sitting around four. Uh, so it's, you know, it it's kind of a product of how he pitches. He's a fly ball pitcher, and he's not in the most ideal ballpark. But at the same point, that's that's not really something he could be uh, uh, too terribly ashamed of. If anything, it's just probably an excuse for the guys on the on the team and in the dugout to give him a little bit of hell about it. But, you know, if you look at Tom Browning's career, it was very, very similar. He was a guy who, uh, until he, you know, really, really broke his arm late in his career. Oh, shattered uh, up it. Until that, yeah, up until that point, he'd been a durable 200-plus uh, inning guy who you could count on to go out every fifth day. And, uh, 
that that's kind of a, a, something that's hard to, to throw a statistic at. But at the same point, you know, every inning that Bronson throws is that's one less roster spot you have to guarantee with a backup. That's uh, uh, less innings that the the, the bullpen's going to have to throw because you know he's going out there every day. So it's kind of just a, a a hallmark of being the old guy on the team. I think. Do, do, if you're you're Bronson, do you ask somebody to go try to find that Nick Franklin ball and like get it back from him and like put it in like your trophy case? Is, and it, and it technically is record setting, and maybe not the best record to set, but nonetheless record setting. You might get her to track it down and like burn it in poor ashes in the Ohio River or something. <laughs> Blow it up like the Steve Bartman ball, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. uh, talking to Wick Terrell, Red Reporter, Kent Mitchell's Batman is, uh, as I mentioned, you can catch his stuff on there. As he talked about just posting something recently about Bronson Rose unsatisfactory record-setting day on Sunday. Uh, we, we, we've talked about uh, some of the struggles this year in the bullpen throughout the season, and but one member uh, of that group, Manny Perra, has been kind of solid over the last month, I've noticed. Uh, he's not allowed to run in his last 15 appearances, spanning the last 12 innings that he's worked. Uh, the veteran lefty is in his first year with the Reds, but only his second actually year as a full-time reliever uh, following his career at the Brewers as a starter, which was not really much to brag about. How has he progressed this season and as how good a news in the recent success to an up and down Reds bullpen is his uh, for the first half of the year? Well, first things first, uh, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with relievers, that stuff changes so so volatile uh, that, that that you never really know what you're going to get from him. But he's been great, really. He has been, like you said, his last 15 times out. He's got his ERA for the season uh, down under four. Um, he's always had good stuff. I mean, he's a lefty you can touch 94 with his fastball. He's got a decent enough breaking ball. Um, you, you know, if you've got that skill set, you'd like to think that there's some pitching coach somewhere who can say the right things enough to uh, to get some manageable innings out of him. Uh, you know, and that's what he's done. Um, yeah, it's uh, and whether or not it's sustainable is the question. Like you said, he's still making that transition to the reliever role. Yeah. Um, you know, just look at Sean Marshall, for instance, who was a starter for the first you know four or five seasons in his career and really struggled until he finally got put in a bullpen role for, for full time and uh, and really blossomed to the point where, you know, the Reds signed him for three years and $16 million bucks because he'd been the best left-handed reliever in baseball. Um, I don't think Parra's got that kind of upside, uh, but he's got enough to where, thankfully, he's been successful enough to where they've been able to give Marshall enough time to come back full and healthy. And, uh, you know, I think he's got a chance to really, uh, really blossom there. Um, there's no real competition for him. Uh, there's not a whole lot of lefties uh, at, at AAA or – uh, even in double A, they simply come up and supplant him. So maybe it's the the confidence thing that he knows it's his job for for the time being is is what's uh, propelling him. But one way or another, he's been successful, and you know he's going back up to Milwaukee where he got his start, and uh, hopefully he can come in and uh, be a little angry and pitch well for the next couple games. And as we talked to Terrell, and it's really when you talk about his ERA, when you look back at his stats for the season, I know Granny only pitches usually one inning, inning at a time. But he, with the exception of two games, I think in the early part, like the first month of the season, he gave up like eight runs in between two games, and that's pretty much what has kept his ERA. He's been working when you only do one inning at a time, as you know, with ERAs. He's basically the entire season from that point on has been trying to work that ERA back down to where he has accomplished it, as you mentioned, finally below four, helping a struggling bullpen. Hopefully, as we talked to Victoria here on the Oxford Ford Lincoln Buzzline afternoon drive, getting our Reds fixed in for the week. Uh, enough with the past uh, week. You mentioned the Brewers series coming up. Let's focus on that. Reds back on the road. Seven games starting tonight in Milwaukee. Homer Bailey on the mound looking to reach 500 on the season coming off, as you mentioned, that impressive uh, no-no against the Giants. How does Homer match up tonight against this Brew Crew lineup? Not very well, unfortunately. <laughs> um, he's 1-6 uh, he's, he's with a 6 ERA in his career against the Brewers. He's 0-2 with a 6-plus ERA in his career at Milwaukee. 
Um, he actually faced him a couple, I guess, what, about three or four weeks ago on June 15th and gave up six runs and seven innings against him. Uh, I don't know what it is about that lineup that really uh, uh, causes him so much trouble. Uh, there's not a whole lot of lefty power in that lineup. Um, he, maybe he might have some more success tonight. I know Ryan Braun's out of the lineup as well. Uh, Ricky Reese has been struggling for most of the season. Those two guys have seen him a lot. So maybe he's got the chance to uh, to go against some guys where he hasn't faced a whole lot and see if it's different, considering that Milwaukee lineup's had a lot of turnover since uh, since Homer first broke into the league. But you know he's up against Kyle Loesch as well. Um, not a whole lot of the guys in the Reds have had a, a great success against Loesch, so it's probably going to be a little bit of a low-scoring game. Um, you know, oh, a Reds low-scoring game. What a shock! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's no the Reds offense having exactly been uh, uh, performing at a, a top of the league level lately. So, um, given I think Jay Bruce is the only guy on the Reds' current lineup uh, who's ever hit a home run against Kyle Loesch, and he's faced him a bunch. Um, none of the other guys uh, have ever really had a whole lot of success against him. So, the pressure's on Homer. But I mean, he's he's been performing well with pressure on him recently. I mean, it wasn't like the Reds put up nine runs. Uh, against the Giants on uh, on what was it Tuesday? Uh, I think it was a 3-0 game, and it was tight for most of the game as well. So um, he's he's a pressure pitcher. He's good, and he's on a groove. So uh, I never want to count him out, but uh, I don't think he's going to replicate Johnny Vandermeer and do uh, do the whole back-to-back no hitter thing tonight. Well, he's technically, I guess, the the major leagues uh, back-to-back. He was the last one to throw one, and was it September, I believe, of last year, and the first one to throw it this year. So technically, he's back-to-back. I guess you get, if you want to be technical about things with Homer. Uh, not to skip ahead a little bit too much of the Brewers, but they have a losing record, and Reds usually do well against losing records, so we won't get too much into them. The four-game series after that is the one you want to keep your eye on, and that's obviously the Braves. Uh, they looked really good against the Reds, dropped 18 runs on them in their first three games they played this year, taking two out of three. What can the Reds do pitching-wise to, to slow down this uh, basically Upton-led Braves offense and maybe at least get a couple more wins than one out of three against them this coming up before the All-Star break? Well, they're going to have to work cut out for them. And Braves are uh, always always a tough team to play. They're always tough at home, and their pitching staff does a great job in, in a ballpark that, that, that sits them very, very well. Um, the, the Braves' offense, on the other hand, hasn't exactly been what, they, uh, what they'd hoped for when they traded a bunch of prospects and threw a bunch of money around and picked up the guys they did in the offseason. Um, Justin Upton got off to a phenomenal start, uh, but he's got something like a 630 uh, OPS uh, since May 1st. Which just that's not what you're hoping for from the guy you're penciling in, uh, batting third in your lineup every single night. Um, and his brother DJ Upton has been pretty much the exact same as well. He's just struggled mightily. So uh, the Reds gonna have an opportunity to, to contain them. They've got you know Latos, Arroyo, Bailey, and Singrani going. Um, the matchup Singrani's got is uh, against uh, Tehran, which which I guess that doesn't really put him too much in the hole in terms of being an experienced in the matchup. I, I think they've got a good chance to go in there. Um, uh, the Reds. Have Historically, kind of struggled going into the All Star break the last couple seasons, so hopefully that won't happen again this year. Um, but I think they're getting the Braves at the right time. If there's ever a right time to get a uh, a first place team uh, for four games on the road, uh, they've got a good shot at it. And, and uh, you know, we'll see. Um, just don't throw a strike to Brian McCann. That's that's all I'm hoping for. But catching the Braves at the right time is playoff time when they choke. That's that's the right time to catch the Braves. I think most often than not, like <laughs> a, point. NLCS time, World Series time. That's the time to catch them when they're going to be playing their worst baseball of any time. Uh, we, your boy Kerry Moss said four wins last week was respectable. That's what they got despite even losing a game, uh, not being played. A postponed game against the Giants still got those four wins. Seven games we mentioned on on the seven of them on the road. This week, uh, week we catch up you next week during the All Star break. How many wins do we need? You got to get at least four, but you really, at least four really more. Hoping for five. 
I mean, uh, if, you, if you look up, they're coming out of the all-star break with games against Pittsburgh, and then you hit that 10-game road trip against San Francisco, the Dodgers, and San Diego on the West Coast. Uh, then you follow it up with St. Louis and Oakland. You don't want to go into the break on a bad streak and then jump right back into that that kind of a tough schedule. So uh, I'm going to hope for five. I think they can pull five out there. They're missing Ivan Gallardo, the, the Brewers' ace in this series, which is lucky for them. And uh, I think they'll go out and make some noise and they're going to pick up five five wins this week. You heard it, Wick Terrell, right? Kevin Mitchell's Batman puts the line over under at four. You can place your bets with my man DJ Yates on the Oxmoor Four Lincoln Buzzland three at four fourteen fifty or four one four. 1415, just text those in. He'll take all your bets. Thanks to the, our man in the closest thing to Ve- we have to Vegas in Colorado. Wick Terrell setting the line. Wick, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully, uh, maybe talk a little home run derby and during the All Star break and getting those four plus wins this week. Sounds good, Vic. Talk to you then, bud. All right, buddy. Wick Terrell out there in Denver on the West Mount, Western Mount, West Coast. It's a tongue twister. Say that, say that one right there for me, real quick, DJ. Mountain West Coast. Say it five Mountain times. Mountain West Coast. 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 Not ba- that hard. Bastard, your show off. All right, I'm going to take a break because I want to watch a little bit more Boston just smoke Detroit. Steve, a couple alley oops. Of course, when you're down 91 to 63, you don't get much defense. We're in number 34. I don't know how I feel about it. It looks weird watching that. Thir- let's see him in 34. Of course, he's wearing a t shirt as well. I'll talk a little about Roger Goodell as well. There's a little more about the NBA when we come back here. Last segment, Afternoon Drive, 1450 the Sports Buzz. Everything I am I never be picture perfect Beyonce Be light as Al, be your black ass Chauncey Remember him from Black Street, he was black as the street was I never be laid back as his beat was I never could see why people are reach a fake facade that they couldn't keep up You see how I creeped up, you see how I played a Amos Lee? <laughs> Not even close. I, I, just, I didn't recognize it, but I thought it was kind of cool, so I thought I'd guess Amos Lee. That's the Broken Bells. The Broken... I've heard of that. That name sounds familiar. That's because I've played this song before. Oh, that one? I like this song, though. It's kind of cool. I like this. Uh, Peyton C., we mentioned uh, had a good day yesterday in his debut for the Pistons. Wearing number 34. It's so weird to see, though. Uh, didn't do so well today. The Pistons just got just completely hammered by Boston. Boston's a good... In the, I guess it's the equivalent of winning, going undefeated in the preseason and losing, going like 2 of 14 in the NFL. And having the Boston Celtics having a good summer league. Kelly Olnick is eating them up right now, but Siva struggled uh, 21 minutes, 0 for 4. Still hasn't hit a fake re- regulation shot in the summer league. 0 for 6 total. Uh, did hit four free throws, though. Two assists, one a nice little alley-oop to Tony Mitchell, fellow rookie from North Texas. Uh, four points, two assists, three fouls. And two turnovers for uh, Peyton Siva in Detroit now, one and one in the Summer League games. Uh, Caldwell Pope, their uh, number nine pick, the rookie out of Georgia, 11 points and three of 10. The Pistons, somewhat struggling right now. Of course, all their guys for agents. Before we get out of here, uh, Inside the Press Box coming up next. Uh, I feel like I, I, I dropped the ball on this one. I needed uh, Cliff Paul to assist me for this. But uh, happy birthday belated to my man uh, Nick Coffey coming up. He is 25, big two five. He can now rent a car legally. He's halfway to 50. 
Uh, he so you know as America celebrated their birthday on Thursday, Mr. Coffee in the Coffee household celebrated theirs yesterday. And I know he had a good time. He looks like he's in good shape. Showed up early today for the show. He's pumped. He's ready to get out and talk about some uh, Patino Maker's Mark bottles getting signed. Uh, Phil Steele's predictions have come out recently. Louisville's rush defense looked to be improved, according to Mr. Steele, as well as playing in the Orange Bowl. I'm sure he'll cover a lot of that, plus some more Kyle Kirk screwed up alley-oops in the Oklahoma City Summer League games. And a lot more from a man, the 25-year-old. He's getting old, man. He's catching up with me and DJ now. Soon he's going to be 30. I had to tell him when he came in, after you rent a car, buddy, that's all the excitement you get now. Now all you can wait for is your AARP card and you get a discounted Denny's because it's downhill from here, man. Wait till the kids start coming in, Mr. Coffee. <laughs> uh, let's go out to some baby-making coffee music when we're out here as we finish up this segment. We'll inside the Press Box coming up next. Larry Glover Live at 6. We'll be back tomorrow. In your house, to each his own. The soldier is bailing out. The curve his lips are about.